How's it going on this great Wednesday afternoon? My name is Hayden Joyner, and this is Off the Bench, your top sports talk show here on XLR, Land University Radio. I am joined with co-host Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley for our last episode of the semester of season three. Guys, uh, how are we feeling about it? Feeling, uh, it's sad and good, you know? I yeah. mean, I'm glad, like, you know, the schoolwork's coming to an end, but I'm not glad that the school year's coming to an end. Correct. It's been a good one. Uh, this season's been great. Um, next year, we'll obviously be our last one and uh happy and sad about it you know it'll, it'll be interesting for our senior year in our show but we're not there yet we got our junior year still to finish off for uh, for this show so we'll we got a lot in store for us uh, obviously the nfl draft starts tomorrow april 28th we obviously will be talking about some of that we got some f1 and nascar down the stretch uh at the end of the show so stay tuned for that and as well we'll talk um some nfl way too early predictions for the 2022-2023 nfl season we're gonna make predictions such as our playoff teams super bowl predictions and a lot, all the awards, all the of the year awards that you can find for the NFL, Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, MVPs, Coach of the Year, and all the other fun stuff. We'll get into that later on. But to start tomorrow, April 28th, the draft uh, in Las Vegas is starting April 28th to the 30th. It's uh, It'll be an interesting one. We've already talked a little bit about like the quarterback draft class a couple of shows ago and just how mediocre it is, honestly. But we're going into it now. The Jaguars, Chris's team, y'all have number one overall pick, and uh, y'all have free reign of all these mediocre players coming out because it's uh, <laughs> it's not the most star-studded draft class. But I feel like there's definitely a chance some of these players could uh, could break out in this next year. Oh, I mean, there's always going to be somebody from a draft class that turns into something big. So hopefully that will be the case for whoever Jacksonville decides to choose. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting. At, at the moment, it's kind of unclear who – who they're going to go after. Now, wasn't there – there was recent talk of uh, some favorites y'all have coming out? Well, um, there's a new trend of a pick for number one, and mm-hmm. it seems to be Trayvon Walker's rising in that in those talks of Jack, that's who Jacksonville's going to take because that's who Balky wants. But from what I hear, um, from what my dad told me, he uh, he heard that Shad Khan, the owner, wants Hutchinson. That's what I've heard too, yeah. But the GM, Balky, wants Walker. So Man, we're gonna find out. That's gonna come down to probably the last last few minutes there in the <laughs> in the room. Rock paper scissors in the draft room yeah. in the war room. They're probably yeah. just gonna have to look at every you know head coach will probably have a saying and whoever he he'll probably be the deciding factor. Like who do you feel who is do you, gonna help this team more? Who yeah. do you feel will help the team more? Aiden Hudson or Trayvon Walker? If that's who it's coming down to, personally, I would rather have Trayvon Walker than Aiden Hutchinson. And I say that because I think Aiden Hutchinson. He's he's good, but he's not great. I think he's going to uh, not be someone who pans out in the NFL just because if you watch him against Georgia, he looked terrible. Like, he played good competition. He played NFL caliber mm-hmm. offensive line. Like, statistically, we know Georgia's O-line is usually pretty big, and that's what the NFL you're going to see in the NFL. And he didn't do anything. He was put on his butt multiple times that night and looked like a non-factor. And Trayvon Walker played his best football down the stretch when he played against the better teams. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to a run stopper, guy who can actually get some pressure as an interior lineman, he's the guy. He's probably who you're – if you're not going to trade back, that's who you got to pick. I'm going to be honest. I don't understand the hype around him. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he got overshadowed by other players on his team, whether it be Jordan Davis or N'Kobe Dean coming in through the middle. I wouldn't say he was overshadowed by Jordan Davis, because if you look statistically, Jordan Davis wasn't a factor statistically. I mean, we both agree on that, but Jordan Davis was freaking getting some – he was getting a lot of uh, credit that was necessarily 
displaced, but you know, throughout the college football season, college game day, sports center, college football final, whatever it was, Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis. I don't, I mean, I think it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson, to be fair. That's what I'm feeling like, too. I mean, even looking at Trayvon Walker's stats, I'll agree with you, Liam, that like, like he was just overshadowed by Jordan Davis or any, like, Nick Hobie Dean on the Georgia team. Like, there's just all these other players that got the spotlight over him when they were talking about that defense. And Trayvon Walker, I mean, 2021 stats, zero interceptions, zero forced fumbles, only six sacks, 19 solo tackles, nothing. How many players on his team have more sacks than him, though? I, I only one, and he had half a sack more. So how much? How was he that much? Yeah, that? well, that would that would surprise me in that in the first aspect of how did Georgia only have like barely any sacks? Or I mean, they spread it, they spread it, spread it around a yeah, lot. I around. think their 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 defense was good as a whole as a unit, but like yes, individually, individually there was no superstars to me besides maybe Nicobe Dean. I think Nicobe Dean's a dang good player. Was it? It was Trayvon Walker that had the insane combine, right? That kind of shot up his projections. All so three yeah. of them had good combines. Jordan Davis had a great combine. Walker had a good combine, and I, maybe Dean had a, a great mm. combine as well. I know I was hearing a bunch of reports like you know you saw what happened with DK Metcalf a couple years ago where he just had the insane combine, which kind of skyrocketed yeah, his and he stock didn't up a little in bit. College. Like, yeah, he wasn't a factor in college. Yeah. yeah, and now he's he's obviously a stud in the NFL. He's a quality receiver, but maybe the same thing's kind of happening with Trayvon Walker, where you know mediocre college. I mean, upper to, to mediocre college season. He was on a good team, obviously, and played on a good defense, but he has an amazing combine, increases his stock, and apparently it's shot him all the way up to potentially number one overall pick if Jacksonville decides to go that way. I mean, that's what the combine's about, though, is to show you know natural abilities like you know. That are that are like skill events compared to like playing football, because mm-hmm. I mean you know it's a different thing every time you go out there on the football field. But each guy gets the same thing to go after in the combine. So to me, I think it makes more sense, and I don't know why this is the case, but I think it makes more sense to draft something you need rather than the thing that makes maybe most sense to other people. I think if it was if I was to do the GM, I would draft Sauce Gardner at one if I couldn't trade back. Yeah, because. At least you know you're getting a shutdown corner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson, it's a major toss-up of whether they will be successful or not. But Yes, they look like they have potential, but I want a guy who's going to come in and be what he's always been. Somebody's going to have to want somebody terribly like worse than they need him like to trade up the one, though. Because to me, there's nobody worth like that much more than mm-hmm. someone else. I do agree with you. I think Sauce Gardner probably... Probably the best value in the draft to me. But, uh, I mean, you know, you could trade back to four or five to get them. But, I mean, that's going to put, like, the Jets to put the one where they could get the defensive end or offensive tackle of their choice. What really hurts Jacksonville this year is that there's not a quarterback good enough to go number one. Yeah, there's not. That's what killed them in trading back because usually the one thing teams get most desperate for is a generational quarterback. And mm-hmm. not and even necessarily generational. I mean, we've seen tr- people go nuts for Josh Rosen and stuff Goff before. And Carson Wentz were highly were Listen, traded man, for. We got we can't slander Jared Goff's name until the I'm season not saying starts. He was, I'm just saying he hasn't been one number one pick potential or hasn't lived up. To no, but I mean, I would say he was a first round quarterback yeah, compared would, to other people that are going to be first in round the teens this year. Or the 20s, yeah, I'd say okay. Yeah, he's value he, he valued out at what he Sam Darnold. Been. No, no, that's terrible. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the lack of impressive quarterbacks really hurt Jacksonville and being able to trade back and get the most value out of this draft. Yeah. And I just hope that, you know, if they cannot trade, then they make a smart decision. 
and and pick somebody who's going to actually help the organization, not do what they've done continuously and picking guys who don't help at all. Like if this was last year's draft, Sauce Gardner would go like twenty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it would be a last totally different story. Loaded. Yeah. Well, are we are we are we under the consensus that he's going to be the first cornerback? Because I've seen a lot of mock drafts in the last week that have Derek Stingley Jr. going well, ahead of Sauce Gardner in the quarterbacks or I, the cornerbacks. Derek Stingley to me is not. I, I think he's good. I think he's probably pretty good, but didn't he sit out this year? Um, or last year? He sat out. I'm pretty he sure he sat, sat out. out. This year, yeah. I do know he since his freshman year, he has not been the factor he was in. Yeah. And no. He was on a stacked team at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, he's a pretty good, pretty good guy too. But, I mean, that's different area of the DBs. I mean, if you look at statistically – Mm-hmm. Back at uh, Jacksonville's draft picks, I'll just do the last five first round picks, and you tell me how much have truly helped the team. Okay. Yeah. So we have. I'll go from 2015 on. Dante Fowler. Good. Help. Brilliant. Yeah, that was a good pick. No one. <laughs> that was terrible. He, he's not even on the team anymore. Well, no, he's not. I mean, he, he worked out for like he was okay. a, a year. He was okay. He was like a C. Well, well, was, you, know, you know what happened to Dante? He was Fowler? like a C-plus player. He never was there. Our, I don't think he ever had lead sacks on our team. He no. may have, but I don't think so. He was like a, what overall was he? He was uh, third pick. I'd yeah. put him like C-tier. And he, all he would do would get in fights with uh, Yannick Ngakwe in practice. Very true. Who yeah. outperformed him all the time. By leaps and bounds, yes. yes. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Solid pick, but you, yeah, you lost him. He worked him. out, but we <laughs> screwed that up. So yeah, I'll, you, you I'll screwed that up. Yeah, Leonard Fournette. He was a B minus. Yeah, I mean, he was okay. Yeah. Nothing special, but he was okay. He was okay. Yeah, he wasn't a bust, but he wasn't yeah. a home run. Yeah. Ooh, here's my favorite, Taven Bryan. Do you even know who that is? Heck no, I do not know. Yeah, he was from Florida. We that was the year after we. That was that was that was when you actually had a, when they had a low draft pick. Or yeah, a high. Uh, whatever you want to describe yeah, it. Yeah, and Late he had, he's not even on the team anymore. Because he was just what awful. position was he even? Uh, defensive tackle. Yeah, <laughs> lost in the weeds of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. They picked him, and he had four sacks with Florida. Yeah, it's kind of like these people from Georgia we're talking Could make about. That argument, yes. Uh, Josh Allen, not the one not, that anybody cares about. So hey, he's Josh Allen was a Kentucky stud, and okay. he's a solid pick. He's decent. I think I'll he's a solid that. B. He's decent. He's a solid B minus. Yeah. All right. Two in twenty twenty. CJ Henderson and Kalevon Chason. I thought <sighs> CJ Henderson was gonna be a decent pick. He's no longer with the team. Yeah. He's yeah. With the Panthers. That fell off and. Yeah. Chason is, is he still is Chason still with you? He's just in the mix right now for our defense. He's like, oh, will he be good? Getting Probably a few, not. Getting Hasn't some reps. Yeah. yeah. But doing nothing notable. Exactly. And then Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. And Etienne didn't even play last year. Both, both of those literally two, have Two have yet to pan out. Yeah, yes. we, we don't know because, one, the, the team was so bad, the quarterback situation couldn't thrive, and then obviously Etienne got hurt. But, yes. but as you can see, not very good in the draft. Yeah, well. Or that's, handling players once they do get drafted. Well, yeah, it's like gone. the one time you had, a, you had a late round pick, you make a guy, you pick a guy who we haven't even heard of, and the only reason you've picked some decent players is just because you're so bad you pick at the top, which, you know, at that rate, you're kind of bound to usually get a decent player just because you're you're picking with out of, like, the top five guys every right. time. So, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll ask you all this for – because, like, 
I guess probably the highlight of at least the first round is going to be the wide receivers. Yeah, maybe the quarterbacks of like, oh, who who might go just in the in the general aspect of the first round, whether Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis are able to be picked up in the first round or just how many quarterbacks go. But for receivers, I mean, we're looking at at least maybe two in the first 10 picks and Garrett Wilson, Drake London, um, and Jamison Williams. Those guys are kind of right in that, you know, 5 to 15 range. And then even, even later on, you never know, you know, Chris Olave is going to go at some point. In the first round, Eagles, the Cowboys have also been uh, potentially looking after that guy. So with these receivers, I mean, Jamison Williams, I feel like, has been the consensus top guy. But then Drake London out of USC has kind of come out and, you know, proven himself to be a, a quality pick as well. And that can yeah. potentially go top 10. But are we seeing that panning out that way? I, honestly, I don't think I don't think he's a top 10 sort of guy. But I think this this wide receiver class is going to be a lot like Justin Jefferson and all them boys. I think there's a lot of good receivers, including Drake London, but I don't think he's top 10 worthy, uh, although probably one of these guys will go late, late top 10, I would imagine. Him or Jameson Williams or the first Garrett one, Wilson. The first yeah. one going off the board, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I know there's a lot of hype around London, but if the, I think if this guy stays healthy throughout his career, he'll be a better option, and that's... Uh, Garrett Wilson. No, George, George Pickens. I think he's a better oh. version of Drake London. I think he's... More physical. I think he's got better hands, and I think he's just as quick. I think Jamison Williams is probably going to be a stud wherever yeah, he goes. Yeah, I mean, you look at him, he's just got electric speed. Yeah. I think, and that just translates in the NFL. You yeah. see it with Tyree Kill, oh, dude. Waddle. Yeah, I like mean, that. he's going to put on some freaking routes, too. As, I mean, as long as he goes to a quarterback who can actually hit him, yeah. then he's going to be just fine. Which now, he's got about a 25 out of 32 chance to do yeah. such things. As long as he doesn't go to like Philly. Or anywhere like that, then Seattle <laughs> stuff like okay. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go to Philly, I mean, they're eventually going to get so many wide receivers on that team that they'll have to be decent. I mean, well, I mean, you can have guys <laughs> wide open. You just got to have the quarterback hit them. I mean, yeah, Devontae Smith had 900 yards last year and could have, if he had a good quarterback, probably would have went for 1500. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you put him in the same position as Jamar Chase, we could be talking a lot different yeah. scenario there. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have, I have a weird feeling that Philly is going to be that first team. Like, I think I've talked about this—the first team ever to probably have three straight first-round receivers selected. You know, you go back to uh, Devontae Smith last year, and then the the awful pick, um, the TCU guy, whatever his name—I can't remember. Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, yeah. Um, in 2019, if they do it three straight years in a row, then I feel like they have no excuse, especially for Jalen Hurts, have no excuse of what that team should be able to provide. But I don't know. I really hope they move on from that guy here soon because. I think this is last year to yeah. do anything. Think last year? Yeah. Because he's, he's not going to win that division. Dude, they've already given him, like, two solid chances. I mean, third strike and you're out. Well, last year was his first full season, right? Because in yeah, the previous he, season, it he was got the a, He got thing. a decent amount of snaps, though. You know, his yeah. first year in the NFL and didn't really do anything. And this year, it was his show to put on. And he didn't put on that great of a show. I mean, he's a, he made it to the playoffs. I'll give him that. But, I mean, he lost... It was because of Miles Sanders, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Miles Sanders came out of nowhere last year and went yard. And their defense was, I think, somewhat okay. But their run game was really the what they had, like, the number one running offense in the league, right? Mm-hmm. It was either last year or the year before, yeah, yeah. they were a top team. I mean, I mean, despite how much I've said it, and we, you know, we all know all 32 teams listen to this podcast, but, you know. For sure. Teams should, you know, use a quarterback, like a rookie one, it's pretty obvious right away in the first at least two years if he's going to be a stud or not, and then after that, move on. But despite 
you know, the logical thing that happens, you know, and the Cardinals did it and they got Connor Murray. And that's like the one time it's worked in recent times. And it's the one time a team's actually done it. Despite it actually working, teams still won't do it. And, you know, the Giants have given Daniel Jones three years, four years. So I think maybe going on five now. And Jalen Hurts, I feel like even this year, if, as long as it's decent, they'll give him an extra year just to run out his contract until he, they make a move off of him. Yeah, but you're going to lose your good receivers in that amount of time, though, too. That way, when you do get a good quarterback in, it's not going to matter. You're going to have to start the whole process all over again. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at teams that actually got a quarterback that was worth it and the impact they've had on their team. I mean, you got yeah. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, uh, guys like that. What they've done in the few years they've been there is just it's impressive. I mean, I don't think – I think they should move off them. I just don't think they're going to because the Eagles are stupid. But, I mean, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I don't want them. I'll keep Jalen Hurts. I don't care. You're in a great position as a Cowboys fan because you got teams that are ignorant keeping these quarterbacks that can't win football games. And that right now that's Daniel Jones, was Taylor Heineke. Now they got Carson Wentz, which is who's just it's, as bad it's or own, worse. It's own kind of issue, yeah. And then, so you guys are in the driver's seat. Yeah, and we'll still lose the division, but it's whatever. <laughs> you, yeah, shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't lose We it. shouldn't lose it, but I also said that after the 2016 season, after the 2018 season, yeah. and uh, we still were able to lose it to the Eagles, but I don't know. Um, but these quarterbacks, we talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett are kind of the top two, I think, that could possibly go. Kenny Pickett being the one option. Is he going to go in the top ten to a desperate team like the Panthers or something trying to save a job? I think so. I think so, too. Unfortunately, I do, but I think it'll happen. It's yeah. a... Very bad decision, I think, to go after any quarterback in the top ten this year. I think it's a bad decision, but, I mean, Chris, you and I were talking to Matthew the other day uh, off the show, and I was saying, you know, the Panthers, Matt Rule's going to save his job somehow, and they're not going to save it with Sam Darnold. He, I'll go ahead and tell you this. There's no saving his he's, job. He's, he, could, he wants out. He's going he's gonna to have he a – He wants out. I, th- I think so. I think he's going to have a smile on his face when he gets paid by that organization and goes back to college – doing something he's going to enjoy better. There's less there's going to be less pressure and mm-hmm. it's easier to do in his eyes to go to college. Yeah. And and get a couple wins in a, in a maybe a conference that doesn't have as good of talent. Well, well, he worked college football brilliantly. I mean, he went to Temple and Baylor and took those teams from nothing to something. And and yeah. I mean, it's a different beast to do that in college football, but how you, how he was able to do it you know, recruiting wise and all that mess, mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to recreate in college. You can't, you can't do that in NFL the same way. It's very difficult, and I think he's figuring that out. And he could have, he could have the picks one through ten this year. Yeah, and he still they, won't get. There's back. no yeah. chance. There's just no way that that team is going to be able to produce anything because it's the same story with him. It really is. Yes. They bring in a the mediocre same, quarterback. Same verse, same as the first. A little bit louder, a yeah. little bit worse. They're going to run McCaffrey into the dirt. Get him hurt in the first five games. He's out for a bunch of games. They start losing. They can't get it a win streak. Well, it's anymore. it's what it's exactly what they've done the last two years. They, yeah. You know, you win the cup. I mean, last year started three and zero, and then I believe whether they finished with five wins total, maybe four wins total. Yeah. I mean, they got a top ten pick out of it. But they've done that the last two years where you start kind of hot, you have some promise, and then you just shove your face in the dirt and, and grind out the rest of the oh, season with a bunch of yeah. Else. Defensive players are going to end up playing too much because the offense can't stay on the field for prolonged periods of time. DJ Moore's going to get a thousand yards by doing nothing. Yeah. And he's their only target. Yeah. I mean, that's the only person you can throw to on that team. Yeah. Who's going to, I mean, Robbie Anderson, awful. They're tight end. I don't even know Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine he's that good. I don't even know any, they have Terrence Marshall, who they should be playing more, and he's not playing. And Brandon Zilstra. So there you go. 
top five pick next year? Yes, hundred percent. Maybe. Maybe. They, Maybe. If they Fringe. Play, they play with against Tom Brady in that division. That's two yeah, losses guaranteed. Yeah, but the Saints and the Falcons Saints are, are going to beat them. They're you know in iffy that. situations though the Saints too. Are, the Saints are easily the second best team in that division. Somehow. I, yes, but they're in an iffy situation nonetheless. <laughs> you know the Saints, though, for some lately, all they do is produce wins. It they depends win. if Jameis. Which Jameis comes out to play? Because Jameis is only getting better as he's getting older. I don't know. I wouldn't say he's aging <laughs> like a fine before, wine. Well, what was his record before he left last year? It was decent, but they like were, still, he's still Jameis Winston. They were pushing five hundred, and he didn't have he didn't have his top target playing with him, and they had uh, less than stellar performances on offense. I agree with that when he went out, but I still th- yeah, but. He had a good receiving core at Tampa Bay there for a little while, too, and was still sus. I, I would say yes. I mean, I Mike they Evans, were they were, um, they were four and two until once they got hurt. Yeah, that's not bad. Mike Evans is a, you know, top seven to nine receiver in the NFL, but maybe. You got to admit, what they brought in. He had Brady Godwin got for a little while. They don't have the same team. No, they don't. But, you know, I mean, he's, he had decent enough people around him. Uh, yes, he did have enough. He should have done more. With I don't that, think, but he's now in a better situation. I think Michael Thomas only makes up for so much compared to what he had at the Bucks. Well, if they get Kamara in, that's going to add another because we all know how great of a receiving back he is. Kamara just being able to play football next year that's is its saying. own mystery if in itself. Com- <laughs> if he's able to come in and play, yeah. which is what we're hoping for for the Saints. I mean, I'm not necessarily hoping that, but I, I don't know if what he did. I don't. I don't know all the the information on that, but as you're, if you're a Saints fan, you're hoping and praying he comes. Yeah, back. yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's a factor. I mean, even just having him on the field, no matter how productive he is, is going to be a factor in that in that team. But yeah. I mean, for the Saints, they're obviously going to be the second in that division. The Falcons, I think we. I, I mean, between them and the Panthers, they'll probably be fighting over the number one pick next year. It seems on the trends those teams are going on, but I mean. You're shaking your head, Liam, but there's well, also a couple AFC teams. Don't we? Ha- that are don't we? Ha- for aren't we talking about this later in the show? Yes, but yeah, we'll get to our top okay. five later. So obviously, he doesn't have either the Falcons or the Panthers as number one. No. Well, I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know how the Falcons are going to find a way to score points. That's that's what we were saying. What, yeah. what receiver did? Can anyone name a receiver on their team right now? <clears throat> Russell Gage. Yeah, he's, he's gone. That's it. That's, oh, that's he's it. He's Where did Tampa he Bay. How do I miss Calvin Ridley's bye bye? Yeah, I'm not playing. I mean, they do have Kyle Pitts. It's Kyle Pitts and I guess Cordell Patterson if he's still there too. No, yeah, but Cordero literally started as a running back last year. But in fantasy, he's a wide receiver. He's getting getting older. He can't produce much longer. We all know that. Let me look up the Falcons depth chart. Yeah, it's probably worse than the Panthers. Yes. That's Mm -hmm. what I mean. Yeah, and you're starting Mariota. Yeah, it's. I'll give you credit. I like Mariota. I just know he hasn't played in two years. Oh, my gosh. All right, this is their this is the depth chart currently off ESPN. Is it scarring your um, eyes? Quarterbacks, the it goes too deep. Marcus Mariota, Felipe Franks, Josh uh, Rosen. He isn't even on here. That gummit. <laughs> so I don't know what the deal is. Cordero Patterson, starting running back behind uh, Mike Davis behind him. They got Damian Williams. I don't know where they got him from. But uh, all right, here is their three receivers. Um, you got Damian uh, Damier Bird. Demir Bird. Demir Bird. Yeah, I can't talk. He went to USC. Uh, Kaderil Hodge is another starting one. <laughs> Never heard of him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin this name, but Alamid Zakis. Oh wow, Zakis um, or whatever. Yeah, can't pronounce that one. But and then their backups behind them are are Aiden Tate, Frank Darby, Chad Hansen, Calvin Ridley's still on the roster technically, just says suspended, and Austin Trummel, which. <laughs> 
I haven't heard literally of any of those names. They sound like the players you draft in a Madden draft after the 30th season in franchise mode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. that's that's worse than I thought it was. Yeah, number, it is. Number eight pick is going to be a receiver. I don't know who. They could pick whoever they want, but it's definitely going to be a receiver. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, except the mock track I'm looking at from CVS says they're getting Jordan Davis. Why? Oh, that's yeah. stupid. No, just, I, just I heard stupid. the Chargers are guaranteed to get Jordan Davis. They've always – yeah, but – I remember Atlanta's picked a few defensive players early on in drafts, and I mean, Vic Beasley panned out okay, but he left after about three years. What I would do is look at it this way for the Falcons: get get a weapon this year for your pick next year, which is probably in the top three, mm-hmm. and you're going to get a quarterback who can come in and actually use that. Yeah, weapon. brilliant. You just, yeah. If you're the receiver, if you're Jamison Williams, if you're Drake London that gets drafted by the oh, Falcons, I yeah. believe seventh overall, sixth overall? Just get paid a little bit. Eighth overall. Yeah, just you get just, paid. Have, just get paid your little first top ten pick salary and just yeah. There's hunker only, down for a long seven. There will only be one receiver gone in the top ten. Yeah, which is going to be from the Falcons, you think? Probably. Because everything else. And I, who do you think it's going to be? You think it's going to be George? I don't think George will go. Who, no, Pickens. Pickens. No, yeah. no, he's second round. He's going second round uh, about because second. of his yeah. injuries and lack yeah. of production because yeah. of injury. I'm saying, no, I'm, from what every mock draft that I've looked at, and this is not me being biased, this is from everyone. <laughs> I've looked at like five different ones. Yes. They have Garrett Wilson mainly going. To I, was, I was reading some stuff saying Drake London was going to go before him. I mean, not saying I agree. No, no, I got but you. yeah, and I, I just see him. Uh, it makes sense. I think you could argue for every one of these receivers mm-hmm. with what I mean. London's six foot four. He's got a great frame for a receiver. He's fast. Uh, Jamison Williams, electric speed, electric playmaking can just do it all. Olave, speed, route running, uh, that combination is just elite. And Garrett Wilson doesn't drop. He runs good routes. He's also fast. So you could argue for every one of these receivers for, yeah. to the, for that top spot. And you, I don't think you can really miss. Maybe with London, of of, of the four, mm-hmm. more so than the other three, but you can't really miss with any of them. Yeah. It just it shocks me just how bad that death chart was. I didn't realize just. Yeah, man. Literally, it, just how the, the receivers you can't name, and then even the defense is it's barely anything worthwhile. Yeah, no, it's going to be a rough season if you're an Atlanta fan. But hey, man, go you, Birds! You could argue their best offensive player, top two, I guess. Will, would be Kyle Pitts and then Young Hoku, Young Hoku, their kicker. Facts. You could argue those are their top two position offensive players. He's probably a good fantasy guy to get this year. He'll be kicking a lot of field goals. Will yeah. they get that far? Yeah. Yeah. You get to the 40-yard line. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. They'll, they'll get there. They just won't do anything after yeah. that. Yeah. He just boom, boom. Yeah. You'll get to the 40-yard line. Do you pick up Cordero Patterson again in fantasy because he's the only production they're probably going to get? Mm. Or will he have their, he'll have the clamps put on him by I every defense. Th- I mean, I, I think that could be a case because he, he got off to a good start, I think. And then yeah. towards the end of the season, I think he started to just, yeah, I think, I think, honestly, Demir Bird's probably a decent fantasy guy, too. I mean, he played well in his time as a third or fourth string at Carolina. I mean, for a third or fourth string standards, you know. So if he gets a wide receiver one or two this year, it'll be all right for him. I tell you, you want to know? You want to look at another terrible receiving depth chart? Are we going to the Bears? Go to the Bears. Look at that. Look at that mess. All right, we'll go to this. Because the guy they break. brought in just got arrested for like going too fast. What Who? a guy! Who? Who? Byron Pringle. Ah, Pringle. That Pringle. He was going like a hundred something miles an hour. Right, come on. Yeah, you got Justin Fields, obviously, uh, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, and Equanimeus St. Brown. 
which is a different, oh, not yeah. the Lions guy. Yeah, not one. Amon Ra. No, I mean, Amon Ra St. Brown. He's good. Um, Isn't Amon Ra that guy from Night of the Museum? That's Amon Ra. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Amon Ra was the, the Egyptian god, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of. That's but what Liam's thinking. Of. <laughs> I just looked up Byron Pringle. It says, Bears in air quotes, good place with Byron Pringle despite a rest. Interesting. <laughs> Y'all are gonna need them, so hopefully, in hopefully, a good place hangs after around. The rest in Florida. Goodness gracious, not a reflection of who he is. Do the Bears get a top five draft pick? Nope, next year? they traded it for Fields. They no, no, I'm talking their... about next year. Oh, next year? Yeah. Oh, unless that one's they're gonna have to too. earn one. Nah. Alrighty. I don't think so. I think they'll win games like they did this year. Yeah. Like, which would have gotten them the seventh pick. Yeah. So yeah, they'll it'll be, be here and there. there. Yeah. It'll be in the tenth. 11th pick range, probably. Yeah, that's why I would agree. Yeah, well, we'll go into a quick break here, and when we get back, we uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about. We have our uh, all way too early NFL predictions for the 2022-2023 season. We do this at the last show every year where we make predictions before the draft, which probably isn't the smartest choice in the world, honestly, because we don't really know how that's going to play out. And it nah, could, you it don't, add some we stuff, don't need but, it. But yeah. it's fun. And I feel like every year, we even the first week or so of the show, we make some other predictions as well. So there's just always predictions every, every damn four months, but... We'll get away from early predictions here to see just how smart we are next year when we can compare and contrast how we did. So stay tuned for that. Remember to follow us on Instagram at OffTheBenchXLR to check out quotes, video clips, and more of the show, especially as this is our last show. We will be posting stuff throughout the summer months, so check us there at OffTheBenchXLR to keep up with the show while we're gone. Listen to this one song, and we will be right back with our two early predictions. And we are back here on Off the Bench. My name is Hayden Joyner, joined with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. We have our way-too-early predictions for the 2022-2023 NFL season. We're going to be making predictions for all seven NFC and AFC playoff seeds, as well as NFC-AFC championship games, Super Bowl matchups, and Super Bowl outcomes. This is just going to be wrong. Last year, I mean, I was mostly wrong with mine, and I'm sure y'all were maybe better than me, maybe worse. I don't know. We'll have to go back and listen to last year's show. But I have my... I'll, I'll run off what I had predicted as my playoff teams last year just because I have it written down from last year's notes. But for the NFC, it looked pretty good at the start. Packers, Rams, Cowboys, Bucks, my division winners. And then in the wild card, I had the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Panthers. Got only one of those three right. But it's fine. I mean, five of seven is not awful, no. I feel like. Um, but the Seahawks and Panthers uh, weren't even close to playoff teams. For the AFC, I had the Chiefs, Bills, Colts, and Ravens. Colts and Ravens let me down, but the Colts I was sadly like really high on last year. If you remember, I had like oh no, I do. I had like one swing the MVP or something really stupid. Yeah. Um, and then the Chargers, Browns, and Dolphins making the wild cards, which those were all I mean close. Yeah, it was all okay. It was a very close race in AFC North. I mean, you have 10, 7, 9, and 7, 8, and 9, 8, and 9. Well, I mean, for the AFC this year too. I mean, thir- I could you could make the solid argument that at least. It was twelve of the sixteen. It thirteen was of the sixteen. Hard for me to pick, just seven. Yeah, I needed about nine to feel good about myself. Well, the more I look at the AFC, I mean, besides you could, uh, besides the Texans, Jags, and Jets, and then maybe you could add the Patriots in there. Every other team and every team made the playoffs. The Steelers of all the remaining twelve teams have the worst roster, but with with Mike Tomlin, anything's possible with that team. Yeah. So you you can't count it out for an eight and eight eight and nine, or a eight and nine nine and eight season that can maybe squeak in the wild card spot, and you also can't count out like all four AFC West teams picking the playoffs, which was definitely a an outcome I considered when I was making my list. Yes. But gosh, it was awful. But 
we'll just go around and we'll have each of us uh we'll just start out division winners first and then we'll get into wild cards okay but um liam since uh, i know you got them written down let's start us off with you uh your nfc division winners just give us your one through four uh one through four spots in order i got the buccaneers cowboys rams and then the Vikings. Okay. I think the Vikings are going to win that division with uh, Kirk Helms just kind of steering the ship. But or who did I say? Kirk Helms. Kirk Helms. What, <laughs> what am I thinking? I was, I was talking about I was like, is he the OC? I was like, is he the GM? I don't know where I got Helms from. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm tweaking a little bit. Uh, Kirk Cousins steering the <laughs> ship. Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook powering it, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Chris. How are you feeling for your uh, your division winners for the NFC in order one through four? Yeah, uh, I'll take uh, Rams. Sorry, Bucks, Rams, Cowboys. <sighs> I'll yeah. say Green Bay wins that division just because Aaron Rodgers is still there and he's always going to find ways to win football games. So no, he's not. And Tay I Adams think is not there to him out. <laughs> he did it before Tay Adams. He'll do it after Tay Adams. No, he won't. Yes. Tay Adams is God. Honestly, I think it'll make him better with Devontae Adams not there because he's going to have to actually try harder. He oh doesn't have to just throw it up to a guy who's going to probably come down with it. He actually has to try and actually make his team win. He couldn't do it in the snow against 49ers in the playoffs. Yeah, he just struggles in the playoffs. But we all know he's a regular season, very talented, very Stat good player. Powder. Yeah, I mean, he just plays well. He wins games Matthew in the Stafford-esque <laughs> guy. <laughs> well, I feel like we start with the NFC because it's the easiest. My, uh, I got the number one overall seed. Tom Brady returns to Tampa Bay, 12-5 and five for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rams match that record, number two overall seed, lose a tiebreaker. Cowboys the three seed at 11-6, and six, and the Vikings at 10-7. and seven make the four seed beating out the uh the Packers of the same record as well can y'all please explain to me why you think the Vikings are going to be any better than they have the last because because ra- rarely rarely you have the same NFL playoff teams repeating themselves I just don't think the Packers got that quality around them as they used to they don't have that extra cushioning it's the beauty of the draft for one they got Lazard man freaking what lizard matters is the Kirk Cousins will never ever win Anything in the same division as Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he will. He this, year. this year, this <laughs> year, the Vikings are so. There's nothing. Well, about what what happens Sam when Rodgers. the Vikings like shock everybody and draft a good receiver in the first round just to stat pad it? It's, who are they, who, who they going to draft? I don't know. They could draft Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, because Chris Olive. Jamison Williams is too fast for Kirk Cousins' weak little arm to get the ball there. He has Justin Jefferson on his team. It's not like he's nothing. Justin Jefferson makes Kirk Cousins. The only they had a prime Adam Thielen a few years ago, too. is because of Justin Jefferson. It, he was relevant before with uh, with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, too. Oh, yeah. What what did he ever do with them? Did he win anything? Did he make it to the championship game in his... They did that. Keenum did, but... Did <laughs> they do that? What did he do for Washington? <laughs> what did Kirk Cousins do for Washington? I can't remember. That was like, I mean, he didn't. Exactly. He didn't he's break his leg done, in half like Alex Smith. He was pretty consistent, but I forgot he even played anything. for Washington. Holy crap! If anything, the Lions will be second in that division, not the Vikings. That's a bold one right there. Better, better later. coach. Better coach. Le- we'll get to it later. Yeah, later. we'll get to the the damn Lions. And later. they have the Vikings have a brand new head coach. He ain't doing nothing. Well, tell me, year. tell me, Chris, um, your wild card teams in the NFC then. Wild card? Yeah, five through seven, non division winners, the top second place teams. Or third, if you're wanting to go really ballsy with the three-team division. I'll say Lions. Oh, oh my dog. God. I love it. 
I'm I'm still not gonna I'm not attaching myself to this theory. I at am. All. I'm <laughs> I know Lions. you two are, but I'm not. Lions, let's go. Saints to Pride of Detroit. I'll say Saints depending on if they get Camara back or not. If not, then I won't pick them. This is very bold right now, yeah. And then Probably Cardinals. Yeah, that's a safe bet, I'd say. Interestingly, no 49ers, that team that just came to the AFC Championship game, but that is a lot of asterisks, whether they lose yeah. Debo, whether they lose Jimmy Garoppolo, and whether Trey Lance works out or not. But not Liam, here, Liam but who are your wild cards? In order, Packers, Packers. Cardinals, Lions. You and me. Three from the same division. Then. Yeah. That is, it's happened before, man. Liam, not, we have six of the same seven teams. That's pretty nice. It's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame you didn't pick Detroit. How dare you? And it's, uh, yeah, you, know, you didn't have to guess it was Detroit. I could have had Detroit in here, but I, I don't know. Number five for me is the Packers at 10 and 7, like I said. Cardinals 10 and 7 at 6. And then my surprise team, that's not the Lions, is the Washington Commanders at 9 and 8. Sneaking in as a seven Why season. do you like Carson Wentz? I he hate- sucks. I don't like Carson Wentz. Do you think they can retain? You were high on the Colts, though. You're. This is in my defense for the Colts. They were literally up until the stupid Jaguars game that they happened. They had Jonathan Taylor. That's it. Yeah, and that's still part of the Colts. They don't have anybody. Can they have Terry McLaurin. Me? Can you refresh me on the record, though? They were what nine and eight. The Colts were last year. Yeah, were they nine and eight? Really? Yeah. yeah, they were pretty close. But well, this is like what you're predicting the Commanders to do. Well, for the, for the for the Colts last year, they were a solid for about five weeks towards the end of the stretch. They were like the dark horse, scariest team to play in the playoffs. I so think they were our very confident. I think our Lions theory is a lot more valid than your Commanders theory. Well, I don't have a. I just had them making the playoffs, squeaking out of a. I don't have a Commanders yeah, can theory. Can you explain to me how you think the Commanders are going to be better than the Lions? Ron is trying to save his job. You got Carson Wentz, who's playing in the weakest, not weakest, but probably the second weakest division in the in the uh, in the NFL. Didn't he just play in the weakest division in the NFL last year? Yeah, and he almost won it. Derrick Henry, it, he almost won it. What does almost only count in Liam? Horseshoes and hand grenades. I know, not yes, NFL I know. football. You got Terry McLaurin if he doesn't leave. You got Curtis Samuel. You got Antonio Gibson. The offensive line's better than a lot of people think, and the defense is young, too. I'll give them credit. I mean, it's not the best team in the world, but the NFC is not the best conference ever existed in the world either. And, I mean, if you take away Washington, who am I filling in, in that wild card spot? I don't really have a lot of faith in the Saints. They could pull in there. I don't know. Uh, the 49ers, if they keep their it's guys. Fine. I don't the know. Eagles have, what, three first-round picks? Yes, but also I, the GM on the Eagles is probably the dumbest in the NFL. Martin, I don't trust them with anything. It's right. They when, made the playoffs last year. They're my, only going to get better. My thought here is, yeah, I was I had the Eagles in the playoffs for a little bit, but then that's literally picking the six of the same teams that made it last year and this year. Every year, the playoffs switch up. But Every year, different teams me, play Hayden, in. Do you think the, the NFC only got weaker? So it's yeah. going to be easier for the same teams to repeat. Yeah, the but some of those same teams the, got weaker, too. When the Packers Lions got weaker, theory the Cowboys comes got to fruition, yeah, but everybody we'll else fine. got weaker. The Seahawks got weaker. The Niners got weaker. The uh, Saints are... That whole division are, is weaker. Um, yeah. Except for the Buccaneers and Brady, which is going to make it that easier to pick. It's Rams, Bucks. That's the only people... You, well, maybe you're Pat, trying to have this argument with you that the, that the Lions are going to make the playoffs and are more... Yes, because they're theoretically a young team logical. Better, but I, so are the the Commanders. I no, think, they are not. You have Carson Wentz, who's in his literally. This is his last year of playing. He will not be an NFL quarterback after this year. You this could is put like Jared the, Goff in that same argument too. I think this is the point. first positive year for Detroit since Matthew Stafford came into the system. Like I think this first year, Detroit fans are going to actually have something to pull about. Yeah, but just just it, wait. Look, Carson I am. Wentz, Carson Wentz had <laughs> optimistically every, had every piece to succeed, and he didn't do it. Jared Goff was thrown into a system that is meant to fail, and he did decent with it, and he's going to do better. 
That's the difference between those two quarterbacks. Carson Wentz was put in a system where he should have succeeded, and he did not do it. He had the offensive line, he had the defense, and he had the weapons on offense with him, and he did not do it. That's the difference. I don't know how you think the Lions were like succeeding a lot last year. Yeah, they had two, they won three of their last six games, but before that, they had lost almost every game. Explain prior. to me, Hayden, what team goes in with a brand new coach, a brand new team, a brand new quarterback, everything, and succeeds? Nobody, but exactly. They, you're talking like the Lions finished like on a four game win streak. Hayden, they lost seven games by one score or less. They should have won more games than they did not. Yeah, and the Seahawks, they did are that. an unlucky team. They had a kicker kick a 66 yard field goal against them to beat them. That's never been done before. That's just unlucky. They had an unlucky season. They will, if that luck changes at all, they will win more games. I unlucky you. makes you lose, miss the playoffs by like a game. They lost. They they started 0 10 and one. They were three thirteen and That's one. That's not correct? unlucky. That was their final record. Yes. And they easily could have been ten and seven. No, they couldn't. Yes, have. they could. How many games did they lose by one score or less? Look at it. I'm trying to find it. Let's see. First game, they lost 41 to 33. Technically a one-score game, but that's garbage time points. I remember watching that one. Okay. Then they lost 35 to 17. They lost seven or 19 to 17 against the Ravens. Okay. I'll give you that one. That's close. Then they lose by 10 to the Bears, who apparently suck. They lost again 19 to 17 to the Vikings. Okay. Inter- another t- inter- another inter- tight one. Interdivisional, you give that one credit. They lost by 23 to the Bengals. Okay. They lost by nine to the Rams, not one score. They lost by 38 to the Eagles, who sucked. They tied the Steelers, which there's a tie. That that was their positive, That was their best result up until week thirteen, until they finally won. They barely lost to the Bears again. They finally beat the Vikings for their first win by two points, which I think that was on a late field goal, if I remember that one. They come back, lose by twenty eight to the Broncos, who sucked. They beat the Cardinals in the worst loss of Cardinals probably history in the last half decade. And then they lose to the Falcons, lose to the, they let the Seahawks score 51 on them, and then they beat Green Bay in a meaningless game. And? War damn Lions, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, if anything, they have more going for them than not. We'll see. We'll, we'll have, we'll have a, back, a back of the catalog competition between the Commanders and, and the Lions, and we'll see who comes out on top. But I'm pretty content in that the Commanders... It still says, sounds weird to say commanders, but I'm pretty content that they probably will fight the Eagles for second in that division and that last wild card spot. But let's get to the AFC. Liam, give me your top four uh, seeds for the AFC, your division winners for, I mean, last year we thought the AFC was stacked. I remember we talked about that. And this year they're arguably more stacked than they've ever been, ever. I'm I'm going to change one on the fly. Uh, Bills, Bengals, I had the Chiefs changing it to the Chargers, and then the Titans just because... Who do they have to play? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's – well, my AFC, I was – I mean, geez. It's – I mean, like we said earlier, I mean, 13 of the 16 teams, maybe 12 of the 16 teams could be playoff contenders. A lot of these divisions, minus, I guess, the South, where the Texans and the Colts are kind of the lead runners, but or the Titans and the Colts, and the Titans are still kind of the top dogs in that one, especially with Derrick Henry returning full health. But, I mean, the West is almost a toss-up. The North is pretty much a toss-up. And uh, you have the Bills, I think, are the clear runaway winners for, uh, for, the, for the East. But I'm going to go number one overall seed, the Buffalo Bills this year at 13-4. and four. Give me the Baltimore Ravens on a huge comeback. They're going to finish 12-5, and five, number two overall seed winning, uh, winning the North. Give me the – this one was tough because I, I always like to be different. I don't want to just pick the same teams I always do because in NFL history, 
you're not going to have the same kind of repeats. There's yeah, generally it, some so, some solid teams that keep up with it. It was hard for me to not pick, you know, some of the same teams. I'm I love the Ravens, uh, but I just yeah. couldn't sneak them in. I mean, whether I think you know, like the Chiefs are going to get the number one overall seed every year, which there's still a you know a solid betting chance they will. It's just boring to pick it all the time. So I'm going to take a gamble here and that the Raiders keep up with them in the West, win the division by a tiebreaker. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've split games within the last couple of seasons. So give me the Raiders as a three seed and then give me the Titans as the four seed beating out the Colts uh, in the South. So kind of, kind, of, kind of similar teams, but I think the Ravens and the Raiders are kind of outside chances just because of the Bengals' domination last year and then the Chiefs' just history. But what Fair. do you have, Chris? I have Bills number one. Um, then the Bengals, then I want the Colts, and then I'll take the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. I think they compete just as well with the Chiefs as the Raiders do. Um, Justin Herbert really has something to prove since he hasn't made the playoffs yet, and it's about time he does that. And if he wants to say he's a top-five quarterback in the league and actually have some something to back that up, he's mm-hmm. going to have to make the playoffs. He's going to have to do something big. And I don't think the Chiefs will be as dominant as they were last year without Tyreek Hill, and they're losing Tyran Matthew most likely as well. That'll affect their defense. They won't be the same team. So that's a toss-up, but I think Chargers take that division. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point with 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 uh, Justin Herbert because yeah, he hasn't won. Well, he was so close last year, and you know, unless they had done that stupid tie thing, which I think they probably should have, and it would have been the smartest move for everybody. Um, that didn't happen, and the Chargers missed out on the playoffs last year, even though you know he had an epic game. In that week 17 matchup. Like a Tron, baby. Week, week 18, I guess it was. Yeah. Epic game, like kept the Chargers in it despite every kind of adversity they had in the last couple minutes and overtime. But he will need to do something to prove his worth because he's been talked about now as like, you know, he's top five, six quarterback in the league, especially, you know, top three young guy. Yeah. And there's still no playoff to back it up. His first year, you know, granted it was his rookie year, the Chargers weren't a good team then, and they went, they had a mediocre year that year. And then you come back and it's been two straight years of, really close to the or to, I guess one year really close to the playoffs but no cigar you know he has to make something happen this year and I'll ha- I have them making the playoffs and I'll get into that with the wild card predictions but I don't have to win the division yet it's kind of a weird one uh for the for the west but I mean I mean we've said all any four of those teams could arguably win it especially with the Chiefs getting worse if you look at it they did the most in the offseason probably of any of those teams they yeah. had a JC Jackson Khalil Mack mm-hmm. and I feel there's another one in the yeah. There's someone else in there, but I don't know who it is. Anywho, keep talking those are and two I'll find your answer. Big name guys. I mean, I would be terrified if I had to go up against Khalil Mack on one side, Joey Bosa on the other. Oh yeah, no, that it's gonna be uh lethal. As long as Mack can stay healthy. Now they re-signed Mike Williams, if that's what you were thinking about. I guess I so. Know. Uh but they still have great offensive weapons. You still got Eckler, you got Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I think Eckler's probably the best. Oh man, that's bold. I think he's kind <laughs> of I think he might be the most well-rounded running back in the NFL. Oh, well. He could. He, you know, he does well in fantasy. Always yeah. does well. I'm talking about, like, as a whole. Like, yeah. there's so, he's not the best at any one particular thing. But he mm-hmm. does well in every yeah. pass. Yes, He can exactly. run well. He can pass block. He can yes. catch. He can, yeah. Yes. I like all of that. Yeah, and he's a good guy to have on your team. He looks like he's a good yeah. leader, a good vocal leader. Yeah. Did, we, did we all have the Bills in the number one overall seed? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So I'm telling you, man. I can't not see a scenario where the Bills aren't just pushing just hellacious amounts. Josh, Josh of Allen is vengeance. This They've year. come so he close, is. and it'll be interesting to see where we. With the Batman too. Yes. Yeah. It'll be starring Josh he, Allen. His new nickname <laughs> should be the Batman because this year he will be vengeance. Yes. He's, gonna, he's gunning for everybody. Especially with the, the overtime rule change, they'll be. I don't know. Pushing P. I'm telling you, of pushing every P. team in the playoffs this year, they were playing the best football, even though they lost. 
to me, they were playing. Oh, Josh games. Allen was – dude, his arm is just <laughs> – it was unbelievable. I, I've never seen a better stretch of football I don't know they of. Were in, they were kicking into By a singular gear. player. They really were. Well, Liam, tell me your wild card teams for the oh. AFC. Um, so I switched the the Chargers. So I'm going to put the Chiefs, Raiders, and the Fins. Oh, Dolphins. Yes. So you don't have the Chargers, right? But you can no, they're they they're number three. Yes. They won their division. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, but I had the Chiefs originally. Gotcha. 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 And, but I put Chargers uh, now. Wait. So repeat. You had the Chiefs, Raiders, and Dolphins. Is that what you said? Yes. Wow. Okay. I can't so, argue with that. I so probably, three again. Three AFC West. Yeah. G- give me your reasoning for the Dolphins here. I know obviously the Tyreek Hill edition, but explosive baby. Yeah. Tua's gonna. He's gonna try. He's gonna. I think he's gonna try really hard to put his pieces together. I think he does better than Jalen Hurts in their own situations. I mean, to be fair, Tua's got a lot more going for him. But <laughs> I think if they get anybody on the offensive line to protect Tua a little bit. It's going to be brilliant. Well, they know what the kind of quarterback Tua is. Yeah. They know mm-hmm. he doesn't have a great arm, but they're bringing in guys who can get open at the quickest possible. You bring, and Jalen Waddle is a guy he's worked with right. before. Yeah. And they want yak. Well, you, ha- you have well, you, you have you have the, the the pieces the offensive playmakers bring in, but also they brought in Mike McDaniel as quarterback and, or as a as, co- as head coach. He was the OC for the for the 49ers, who, as we saw, made work. A quarterback that didn't have a great arm and that had a lot of offensive and explosive pieces around them. So I definitely think they're an interesting team coming in this year. I mean, yeah, I never I think about them as a playoff team. They're definitely in that conversation of could they get in the wild card spot? And you know, people could think, oh, you know, you're crazy having them in over like teams like like the Bengals or or not the Bengals, but like some of the AFC North teams or the other AFC West teams that didn't get in, like the like the Broncos. But I mean, the Dolphins, those teams, those other teams are going to obliterate themselves in the division. That's kind of how it always works and. You could have all four teams in the division finish above 500, but one of them's only going to be probably nine and eight because they're going to have to lose some divisional games. So the Dolphins squeaking in there, maybe at nine and eight, ten and seven, maybe if you're if you're feeling really uh, fine and dandy about them, they'll be an interesting teams. They'll explosive, and it all kind of rides on the back of Tua. I feel like uh, just how good can he make those weapons work, and how good they can get the offensive scheme to work out. But Chris, who are your wild card teams for the AFC? Hmm. Give me. Uh... Dolphins as the five seed, top wild card. I mean, they. I don't know. I mean, he's not. He's not partic- no particular. Uh, no, no. Yeah, order. he's not you. particularly high on the Patriots, and the Jets are the Jets. Yeah, so. I, I think Patriots that's, are missing the playoffs. I feel that same way too. Four fair wins, pretty easy. Mm-hmm. This is tough, man, because it could go. You could have the NFL. It, it's so hard to predict sports. It really is. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna say the Chiefs missed the playoffs as well. I'm gonna say Raiders. Wow, we. Wow, wow, we wow. Yeah, I'm gonna say everyone needs a down year. This is their down year. Uh, give me the Raiders. And ooh, Zooey Mama. I see. Stri- it's tough because yeah. if Deshaun plays, that changes everything in AFC North. It does. It does. It was hard. I picked the Raiders strictly because of Tay. If they don't have Tay, no shot. Well, they've been so close the last couple years, and I value Derek Carr as a top quarterback. Not like top, top, but I think he's quality. And, you know, if they keep Darren Waller and the stupid Packers rumor doesn't come true, which I think they'll keep him. You got Tay Adams, you got Hunter Renfro, you got some solid guys. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, yeah. He's a guy you can rely on. I mean, they were were pretty good down the stretch of the season last year. They came close after their kind of, I mean, all that happened last year. Yeah, no, I agree. John Gruden and uh, and Henry Ruggs. And Legatron. In Legatron, they got him too. Don't forget. 
I'll say, I guess I'll say Titans be strictly because of Mike Vrabel. I don't know how he does it, but he wins football games. Do so you have the, Col- the Colts won the division for you? Yeah. Okay, I must have missed that Interesting. one. Interesting. Matt Ryan's better than Carson Wentz. Yeah. He will lead that so. team to the promised land and not Wentz. But for me, I got the Bengals as the five seed. Like I said, they were going to just barely be behind the Ravens. Kansas City Chiefs making the sixth seed and the Los Angeles Chargers as the seventh seed. So three AFC West teams, all but the Broncos, who I think are still going to be quality, but... It's just, you know, I think besides Russell Wilson, he's great, but it's just one of the weaker rosters in that league, in that uh, division. So you have the Chargers missing as well, right? Seven seed for the Chargers. You yeah. said Chargers? Yeah. I must have missed it. I thought you said, like, where'd you put the – who do you have winning that division? Um, winning the division was the Raiders. Yeah. So you have three teams from that division. I have three teams okay. from that. I have the Raider, okay. Raiders as the t- three seed, Chiefs as the six, Chargers as the seven. So you have Bengals, Chiefs, Chargers. Bengals, Chiefs, Chargers, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. so – a lot, I mean, for the, us, the NFC was almost the exact same. For the AFC, it's looking a little different. So there's a lot of chances for us to get it right, a lot of chances for us to get it wrong. But playoff seating set, let me let me hear y'all's AFC and NFC championship games first and then who wins it to give me your Super Bowl matchup. You can give me all three before we declare our winners at the very end. So, Liam, AFC, NFC championship matchups, your winners to set your Super Bowl matchup. All right. Uh, we got... AFC, we got Bills Bengals rematch. Going to be brilliant. Going to be a brilliant bit of television. Bucks Rams for NFC, and uh, I got Bills Bucks in the in the bowl. Going bowling. It's a nice one, Chris. Wow, wow, we wow. I'll take Bills. Raiders, AFC Championship game. Wow, okay. And then I will have Bucks, Bucks Bills. Rams probably. Bills Raiders? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wee wow. I mean, if you look at a quarterback who's really got more proving to do than Justin Herbert, it's Derek Carr. He's been in the league longer, has done just about the same. And he's now got the talent. This is his make or break year. And I'm predicting a make here. So For Derek Carr? Yeah. Interesting. So Super Bowl matchup, what was it? Your Super Bowl matchup, what was it? Oh, it's going it's going to be Bills versus Buccaneers. Oh. Same as Liam. Wow, wow you righty. It's going to be epic. Gonna and be I think of a Super Bowl. For the championship game at NFC, geez, I hate to do it, but it's written down Rams Bucks. As the top, uh, mm-hmm. I think we're all kind of consensus there. I feel like there's going to be a surprise team that 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 makes an upset, but I mean, just that's going to happen. I feel like I I don't know, man. I think I think if this was like a you know March Madness bracket, I think everybody's NFC side would probably look a little bit similar. You know, I mean, like it, yeah, everybody, not just us, but like you I know. I mean, of all the other playoff teams we have, I mean, Lions, Commanders, whoever you put in there, because you know we all kind of had the similar thing. They're not going to make it far. The Cardinals with Kyler Murray, you know. Iffy situation. Whatever situation happens there, he's a crybaby. He'll lose by 30 like he did to the Rams. The Packers, I mean, you'd like to think they'd be up there, but you can't trust them anymore. Who's to know? Who's to know? Cowboys can't trust them, and the Vikings, you can't trust them. So it's like Rams-Bucks are kind of the two established teams, so that's who you got. It would have been a lot better – uh, tougher of a pick if Brady didn't come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Because then it's just like it's the Rams and who else? Yeah. You know, it's like everybody. Probably Green Bay if we had to pick. Honestly, probably. Um, but for the AFC, Bills, Ravens, my one and two seeds for the AFC are going to meet up. I mean, kind kind of like the uh, kind of like the Justin Herbert argument. Lamar Jackson has stuff to prove. You know, he's won the MVP. He's made the playoffs as number one overall seed. 
and for the AFC, and they has, he just hasn't had the uh, the playoff success. He's got to make something happen this year. I mean, it's a well-run organization. They'll make uh, they'll make good draft picks. They always have, and they've made some decent moves in offseason so far. And I'll keep them both. I mean, we're all obviously high on the Bills. We all have them as number one seed. You know, they've they've been probably they've gotten an A plus for me for this offseason. I mean, you add so many quality pieces on that side. Good re-signings to establish that offense. Then you know, guys like Von Miller on the defense to bring in. Just tons and tons of quality uh, movements there in the offseason. But all the Bills, Ravens, the AFC Championship, Rams, Bucks, is my NFC Championship. Give me the Rams and Bills in the Super Bowl just to be different from you two because I had Bucks and Rams or Bucks and Bills originally. But I'll filter in the Rams and Bills for this one just to. Where's the Super Bowl being played next year? Oh, we should probably factor that in, shouldn't we? Wasn't it Arizona? Yeah, I think it's Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Glendale, is, yeah. technically, but yes. That doesn't change my opinion. No. Doesn't. It is. Uh... Yeah, it's incredible. Unless DeAndre Hopkins wants to put on a Superman cape to go against uh, Batman. Batman yeah. versus Superman. <laughs> well, we got two Bucks bills. We got one Rams bills. But who is winning it for you guys? Is Tom Brady getting a seventh, eighth, whatever number eighth. it is at this point? Right. Eighth? Number eight. Yeah. I picked Buffalo last year. I'm picking them again, baby. Let's go, Bills. Feeling Mom. good. Chris? Smash some tables. There's only one reason Brady came back. <laughs> to lose again? No, to win it all. <laughs> and if that, that dude sets out to win something, he's probably going to win it. Alrighty. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't satisfied with last year, which says something. Left a bad yeah. taste in his mouth. So. I have the I have the Bills winning it as, all, as well. So two Bills, one Bucks. I'm actually, I mean, for, for an AFC that's so wide open, I'm, it's kind of surprising that we all kind of picked the same team to go far and, and get the Super Bowl for the AFC. Um, no Bengals. I mean, I had the Ravens going far, but I mean, between our, our other AFC Championship games, it was what, Ravens, Bengals, and then who else did you have, Liam? You had the Raiders, didn't you? I had no, the, you had he the had Raiders. Raiders. I had, you had Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. So a little bit of consensus there. And, I mean, any team in the mm-hmm. AFC that makes it, I'll be excited for, maybe as long as it's not the Chiefs, just because, you know, it's it's the classic old tale. Well, I'll be very happy if my prediction comes true of them not making the playoffs. I would really like to see that. That'd be crazy, and I'd, I'd be honestly happy to see it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just give me something different. Give me yeah. something, Give me the Jaguars making the playoffs. No one no one threw that consideration in, into the way. I did that last year, and oh, boy, oh, boy, was I wrong. It's, it won't <laughs> happen this year, but it will happen within the next three years probably. I'd say so. I mean, 9-8 is definitely I mean, a possibility. You, if you just get... got to beat the Texans and the Colts and – you know, if you win a game versus the Titans, you're in. Yeah, it's five like the Colts wins. are messing themselves up. They're like trying to stay good enough to not be able to get a good young quarterback to come in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're, they're they're trying to stay just above the water where they don't drown, but yeah. not yeah. enough to where they can swim. Which is a decent place to be in the NFL, especially like in next year's draft. They'll be able to get some good value well, that's in the, been the 10 to That's 15 been the Cowboys pick. philosophy for 20, 30 years now. And yeah, that, well, that's y'all's fault. And that's if y'all had a different GM, y'all be y'all would have fluctuated. You but know y'all haven't. I didn't yeah. get to say it and I appreciated what? How the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know I appreciate it because they didn't buy it. They did yeah. it through draft, through making players they better, did. and through pure hard work. And then the Rams straight strictly bought that. Yeah. Say, yeah, the antichrist of that philosophy won Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Yeah. And but you look at the Bengals, they they did their the groundwork and and they got the players in there yeah. to make that culture better, to make a winning I culture. gave them I gave them mad respect last year for yeah. what they did and they, not, they hopefully they continue it. I hope they don't just like it's not a one-time wonder kind of thing. No, nah, I think Joe B gets probably two or three rings in his day. Yeah, I mean, they're a little bit more established than, like, the last time this happened with, like, the Jaguars, I guess, in 2017, where a really crappy team just came out of nowhere and done it. I feel like they're a little bit better established with a better quarterback than Blake Bortles. Um, so hopefully they continue it. But 
We'll go into a quick break here. When we get back, we're going to talk about our OT, OTY awards uh, of all of them. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and more. So check us out and wait on for that. Remember to follow us on our podcasting network. You can find us off the bench on any major podcasting platform. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen. Again, that is off the bench on all major podcasting platforms. Check us out there. Listen to one more song, and we will be back with our award predictions. And we are back here on Off the Bench. My name is Hayden Joyner, joined with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. Our last segment of these way too early predictions for the NFL 2022-2023 season. Oh, we our have, last segment before seniors. I guess that's also true, Liam. It brings a tear to my eye. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm emotional about. Next year will be fun. But NFL awards, MVP, Coach of the Year, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Defensive Rookie of the Year. And we can throw in, like, Comeback Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, if y'all were talking about that earlier, because Chris wants I think his was... Ohio State people to get in. <laughs> but um, let, let me, let's start out with the biggest one, because you might want to end on the MVP sometimes, but I feel I've, I have a weird feeling we all pick the same person for this one. So I just want to get it off, get okay. the elephant out of the room. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong with this hunch, but I have a weird hunch we all pick the same person, which I think we may have done this last year, too. I can't remember if we did. But I doubt it. I probably picked Russ or Lamar. Maybe last yeah. year. This is definitely the same person I picked last year. I even wrote a note saying, "Again, I'm going to get this wrong, probably." No, but hopefully not. Batman. Batman. I'm picking Batman. Chris, you picking Batman? Vengeance for MVP. Are you? Mm-mm. He's not. Wow. Wow. Number one seed in the AFC, not going to win it. I guess me and Liam are on the same consensus. Josh Allen yeah. winning the MVP after a solo season, making the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, because we both picked him to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Who do you have, Chris? I wanna I wanna hear this. Whether they I mean, never give the MVP to who should win MVP. Last year they didn't give the MVP to who should have won it. Who should have won it last probably year? Probably who's gonna win the MVP this year. Aaron Rodgers won it last year. Oh my goodness. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. He deserved MVP last year and he didn't get it. I'll should, give you that one, yes. He should win he probably win it this year. There's no re- no way Aaron Rodgers should have won. If he wins MVP, it means he won't win the Super Bowl, which I guess is the same curse for Josh Allen because it hasn't happened in like a long time. But if, does he? There's one exception though. This is Tom Brady. He's the exception. Does he retire if he gets an MVP, no matter what the outcome of the season is? I'm thinking this is his last dissolve. He this won is, one extra run. He's putting everything left in the tank into this year to win it all. He'll do it. He'll win MVP, and he can finally go out like he should have done the last time when he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But this way he'll go out on top like a true champion, true legend should. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been the curse where the MVP has won the Super Bowl. I can't remember how far back it goes, but it's gone back pretty pretty far. I mean, last year, obviously, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, and you go back a couple more years, you know, Aaron Rodgers again, um, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, just to name the ones on the top of my, top of my head. You know, no Super Bowls between these MVPs and – you know, Josh Allen could win it this year, but I don't know. He's going to win something. It's going to be Super Bowl MVP. I just feel like it has to happen. And this is the best team they've assembled for him. I mean, obviously, you got Stephon Diggs. You got Josh Allen. They added Von Miller. Dope. Thank you for that one, Chris. My bad. Added Von Miller. You add the nice kind of asset pieces to to complement your others. And like Jamison Crowder in the wide receiver position. Guys like Duke Johnson in the wide receiver, or the running back to fill. You don't like Jamison Crowder. I know you don't. But. Gabe Davis. 
wide yeah. receiver. Yes. Gabe Davis is going to be ballistic next year. We saw year. what he did in that AFC Championship game. Exactly. Gabriel Davis, he helped my fantasy team out a lot yes. last year. Gabe Davis, and then I think they draft the running back. And I think there's a lot of underrated value at running back in this draft. Who do you if think? Brees Hall, Kenneth Murray? Well, Kenneth Walker. Walker, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, heck, if you get someone like far back in the fourth, like a Brian Robinson character or something. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. James Cook? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if you get someone in the fourth round, I mean, that's probably better than Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Any, any guy they draft, I feel like Duke Johnson's Duke Johnson's not very good. So. He's Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like yeah. I think I'm on the page of them drafting a running back, and if you do, you slot down those guys like you know Duke Johnson and and uh, and uh, what's what's the starter you just said it, but I can't remember. Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. Yeah, I was thinking David Montgomery because you know similar. Yeah. But you scoot those down, and that's still a great backfield. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a solid, solid backfield. And then, like I said, Von Miller coming in. They brought in uh, Jordan Phillips, defensive tackles coming back. Shaq Lawson coming back as well. Uh, both previously being on the Bills. at Oliver, baby. At Oliver still on that defense. It should get better. I mean, even though they were kind of the butt of the jokes when it came to their playoff loss, they'll get, they'll be strong. And this is probably the best Bills team Josh Allen's had. And whether they lose, I can't remember what the Cole Beasley situa- situation is. If I know they let him like request a trade, but I don't think he's been traded. I don't know what the deal is with that one. But I don't think he's on the roster at the moment. Maybe I don't know. But either way, if they get a running back, they're going to bring in some nice guys and, and help him out. So. I'm going with Josh Allen, MVP, Liam the same way. And I like I like Tom Brady winning the MVP, too. I do think, Chris, like you said, he should have won it last year. And I think a lot of people did. I mean, wait, he led the league in touchdowns and and yards, mm-hmm. which is just a small part of what goes into the MVP, but that's still a large part. And I don't know why they didn't want to give it to him. I feel like last year it was known it was going to be his last year. Pretty much, I mean, he did, until he announced it after his playoff loss, but it was kind of known, like, oh, this might be it because it was the end of his Buccaneers contract. And I feel like the NFL would have just pity gave it to him at that rate. Yeah, but it didn't happen. But I'm going to lead this into our coach of the year because coach of the year for me is going to be Sean McDermott for the Bills. Finally getting his first coach of the year award. I think he's deserved it a bunch in the last couple seasons. I mean, both him and Josh Allen, I kind of make the comparison to like Russell Wilson, how he's been with the Seahawks, you know, always a solid quarterback. And Russell Wilson's had less MVP votes than Ezekiel Elliott in his career, which is zero. And Russell Wilson's always had that stigma of, you know, he's been a great quarterback in the NFL. He's obviously a top guy. But there's always been, every year Russ is really good, there's always that quarterback that's just having an outstanding season, whether it's Cam Newton in 2015, Patrick Mahomes in 2018, Lamar Jackson in 2018. There's always a guy that's just a tip of the hat better than Russell Wilson. That's kind of been the way for Josh Allen in these last three or four years he's been in the league as well. So this year, finally getting over that ledge. Same for his head coach, Sean McDermott. Give him the coach of the year for getting the number one overall seed in a very, very tough AFC conference. Who do you guys have for coach of the year? Dan Campbell, Lions. Great, yeah. <laughs> that's that's who I was going to say, Dan Campbell. Either that or old McDaniel from the Dolphins. Yeah, I like. I, like, I think that's, that's good. What, what's your What's your reason besides just the Dol- the, the Lions having an insane season, uh, just leading that team? Yeah, by, man. By I mean, caps off. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be the. He's like you know igniting the spark that's gonna light the fire in Detroit. He's he's the dictator of whatever happens. So, Dan Campbell. I mean, if an, un, uh, a dark horse for me would be Doug Peterson in case he wins eight or nine games. That would probably shock the world. Yes. And he could be up there for coach of the year. I don't. That's never gonna happen. But you know, that's what you dream about at night, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you'd love to see it. You know. I'm in agreement with that. Yeah. Well, coach of the year, I like it. Um, 
Let's go to we'll, – we'll save rookies to last because of the draft. We've kind of been talking about that. But offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, you can kind of give me this in a duo combo. But I'll start again with you, Liam. Offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year for 2022. Jamar Chase, going to just catch just – he's going to be insane. Probably one of the best years we're ever going to see by wide receiver wow. if he stays healthy. big, big talk. Uh, and then, you know, I, I'm – this is a basic pick, but uh, – Aaron Donald for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I mean, I was just going to pick someone off the Rams because they're just they're going to be very good uh, probably all the way up until they lose to to Tom uh, <laughs> up there. So, uh, and if not, probably T.J. Watt. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like it's so much, like Defensive Player. There's so many top guys. It's almost safe to go with yeah. that pick. Um, Offensive Player of the Year. There's been a lot of talks that Cooper Cup is going to repeat it. I feel like he's probably the, like the leading candidate still for like odds. I wouldn't think that though, just because of the that freaking the Rams have even more depth. Yeah, I mean, there's always now. just so many great offensive players to pick from. Usually, always the ones will separate themselves. But I mean, any running back that's really fantastic, any receiver that has a great year, and usually, I feel like usually these awards committees are against picking a guy twice in a row just because it gets boring. Obviously, they did with Aaron Rodgers, but. Aaron Rodgers probably pays the money to pick him. I don't know. But, Chris, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Years. Offensive Player of the Year, Jonathan Taylor. Defensive Player of the Year. I'll go with... <laughs> Joey Bosa. There you go. That's a solid one as well. First time he's probably in his career, he won't be triple and double teamed because he actually has a counterpart on the other yeah, side. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he'll actually maybe get to stuff... Get a little bit more notice. Get maybe. I mean, how many sacks? I mean, Miles Garrett had like what over twenty or not over twenty, but he close was he it. was up there. T.J. Watt had really close to it as well, and T.J. Watt obviously the reigning defensive player of the year. But Joey Bosa getting up there, I like it. Um, offensive player of the year, Jimmy Ga- Jonathan Taylor. I, I thought he should have won it last year. Obviously lost out to Cooper Cup, but I still think he had an insane year last year and one of the best running back seasons we've had in recent times. Um, so I'll just give him the credit. I mean, we saw what he did last year. He'll do it again this year, I feel like, with the Colts, especially with the same kind of philosophy with Matt Ryan at quarterback. Defensive player of the year, call me a homer. Give me Micah Parsons in a shock year this year. As a rookie, homer. as a <laughs> homer, yeah. As a rookie linebacker, especially 13 sacks, three forced fumbles, uh, 84 combined tackles, and 30 quarterback hits during his rookie year, in which he didn't play like edge the entire time. He played linebacker a lot as well. He was filtered in kind of as a hybrid role, even kind of went into coverage in the, in the secondary every now and then as well and still came up big, had a couple big plays and deflections in the secondary. But he won the Rookie of the Year, Rookie Defensive Player of the Year, and I think he'll continue that streak this year with uh, another spectacular season on that defense under uh, Dan Campbell or Dan Quinn. Dan Campbell, correct, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wish. <laughs> um, he wishes. <laughs> all right, Rookie of the Year. Or, uh, yeah, Defensive and Offensive Rookie of the Year. This one's a toss-up. It's so hard. Last year, I think I picked Justin Fields, and that was if he went to the 49ers because mm-hmm. we, always, we obviously do this before the draft. We don't know the situations that these players are going to go in. It's purely off of where they're projected and how good we think they'll be regardless of the situation they end up in. But, Liam, offensive and defensive rookies of the year, who are you uh, putting your money in right now? So in my bold predictions, I did pick Chris Olave, and I'm going to stand by it. And okay. if he doesn't win it, it will be another wide receiver. To receive, it's a receiver year yes. this year. No, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. Uh, I, got, I got some doubt. Whatever. I don't know why because <laughs> nobody else is going to play, uh, you know, besides maybe one of these running backs that gets picked later on in the draft. 
Uh, unless you want to give it like a guy like Evan Neal, but never have I ever. Ne- s- never. Yeah. A, a, a offensive tackle. Even last year, like Rashawn Slater was in the voting and he got like 2% of the votes. Don't. Yeah. And it then doesn't happen. I'm going to have to say probably Aiden Hutchinson. I, I, th- I think, I think it depends on where sauce goes, but it'll be Hutchinson or sauce in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I like it. Chris, how are you feeling? It's a toss-up, you know, because when it comes to rookies, it's all team-based. Where do they go? It is, yeah, yeah. Where, and like, because Jamar Chase goes to, you know, the Jets instead of the Bengals, then that's a whole nother story. If he story. goes to anywhere besides yeah. the Bengals, yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> so you never know. Um, but I'll pick uh, I'll pick Garrett Wilson as the offensive rookie of the year, and then I'll take Sauce Gardner because I just. Don't matter where he goes, he's locked down. I like those. I feel like yeah, Sauce Gardner is gonna work out wherever he goes. I don't know where. I mean, I don't know where I'd want him to go. I feel like I mean, even the Lions is a good pick. I like at number. I mean, I was talking to you like I said to Chris earlier, and I was saying it's gonna be Aiden Hutchinson and Sauce Gardner going too. That's my top two. I think that's how it's gonna end up with him going. I believe to the Lions are the second overall pick, right? Am I crazy or am I uh, Aiden? No, uh, the Lions are the number two yes. pick, right? Yeah. yeah, and pair him up with his uh, with that Ohio State guy and. Uh, Akuda, if he's he's still there, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. he just he. I know he got hurt a little bit, but yeah, he tore his ACL or or something last year. Or something yeah, like I feel like for I'll go ahead with my defensive rookie of the year, Aiden Hutchinson. I'm going to stay um, the edge rusher. He's going to have a year kind of like a mini Micah Parsons this past year. I feel like Not, that's <laughs> listen, man. I don't think. Those are necessarily that comparable players. That's why I said mini, not not like he's gonna just be an absolute beast. I think this year there's just so many players. It's gonna just kind of be like who wins out the vote, and I feel like his name's gonna be kind of known enough to where he'll just kind of get the popular, you know, the the fan support in the background. It's just gonna. I mean, that's how the votes always end up anyway. Yeah, it's whoever you know the major like the populace likes, and then that name just gets filtered around more often. You hear about it. That, or if he makes two good sacks during the season, they get a lot of freaking views Ex- exactly, on Sports Center exactly, and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and, and make your little bold prediction. He has less than five sacks this year. Interesting. That could be enough to win it for him. I don't know in front of these defensive guys, but I like Sauce Gardner. I like Aiden Hutchinson. I just feel like he's kind of like that safe pick at the moment. And when I say Micah Parsons, I'm not saying he's going to have 13 sacks and 30 quarterback hits, but, you know, get some sacks, get some forced fumbles, and kind of be a, you know, if he drops back and does whatever he needs to do, he'll be solid in that aspect. For Offensive Rookie of the Year, I like I get the receivers, the top offense position, and I don't think a quarterback's going to win it. I mean, God forbid Kenny Pickett goes to the Panthers and, you know, absolutely unleashes on everybody or, or some kind of injury forces a rookie quarterback That's to play. That's laughable. But, exactly. And it's not going to happen. But with receivers, I mean, yeah, Jamar Chase won it last year. Phenomenal season. And he was still like, you know, Mac Jones as a quarterback was still like in a decent running for a while, even though it was kind of obvious that Jamar Chase deserved that award more than Mac Jones. It's just, I don't know, these quarterbacks always fill into that spot. And I'm not going to pick a quarterback, but receiver won last year in 2021. And before Jamar Chase, the last wide receiver to win Offensive Rookie of the Year was uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in 2014. And before that, it was Percy Harvin in 2009. Wow. It's a dime a dozen. They don't happen that often. It's quarterbacks and running backs primarily, and I don't feel like a quarterback this year is going to be a starter, yet alone worth it for an offensive rookie of the year. So I'm going to go with the running back. I'm going to Brees. go. It was between Brees or Walker, and I'm just going to go with Kenneth Walker just uh, just off a gut feeling in this one, wherever he ends up. Obviously a Heisman finalist last year. Doak Walker award winner, best running back in college football in 2021. First team all Big Ten, Big Ten running back of the year. Phenomenal season. I mean, we saw last year with Michigan State and I think wherever he ends up, he's going to just be that top receiver or top running back that filters in a team, 
whether it's a committee or he gets the top back role, he'll have a successful season and just out of pure, you know, chance and just because, you know, process of elimination, he's going to be the top contender to win that pick and it's just going to, they're going to give the award to him and that's just my, uh, he's not going to run away with it like we've seen, like, you know, like Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott kind of did in 2016 and then Saquon Barkley did, uh, Alvin Kamara in those last couple of years where we saw running backs take over, but I like him. You don't, Liam? Couldn't disagree more. I, th- I think, oh, well. I know, I think this is a wide receiver class. I mean, I think out of any position, besides maybe if you want to pick a defensive end in the first five, there's more value at wide receiver than any other position yeah, in this draft. You're looking at position-wise, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and receivers. Those yeah. That's the positions that are of probably going to be picked the most in this draft in the first round. I'm not discrediting the highest. wide receiver talent. I'm just going. I'm, I'm just going straight up off history. There hasn't been a repeat wide receiver winning offensive rookie of the year literally in the last 30 years. Not since I, if, unless my eyes are, are really hurting me, since 84, 85 was one of two straight receivers winning offensive rookie of the year. So just off of history alone, I mean, yeah, it could happen, but off history alone, it's going to be running back or quarterback. So it all like a to be again, seen. It all depends on what teams draft who. Exactly. Yeah. That tells us the whole how things are going to go. Facts. If if Kenneth Walker is drafted by the Bills, give him a give him a shot, right? I heard, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be, could be. You know, I heard he might go to the Falcons because they need a running back. That happens. Might be their only offensive option. Exactly. Give yeah. it to him. Yeah. I don't know. There's not many. I mean, there's really not many bad spots a running backs can end up in because you can be rep- unless your like offensive line is just deteriorating at the seams, you're going to be able to be productive wherever you go. I feel like. Yeah. Whether it's a great offensive line like like Ezekiel Elliott had his rookie year, or like Alvin Kamara had his rookie year. Or a pretty bad one like Saquon Barkley had his rookie year. I mean, all, the, all three of those guys were hella productive those those th- uh, three seasons in 16, 17, 18, respectively. So, I mean, I don't think a receiver or a running back's that bad of an option, whether it's Brees or like Walker. I think someone's going to pull out an amazing season and either get first or second in the offensive rookie of the year voting. But I mean, we'll see. I, I would probably see them having a similar type of uh, rookie year as like a Michael Carter and Javante Williams had. Maybe, where, yeah. You know, they are. The top running Somewhat back, just not, yeah. But they're not going to take comparison. over because they're not that type of player. Yeah, they're not going to be the story of the league, but they're going to be really solid guys that get attention. Right. Kinda, They'll yeah. be good fantasy options. Like, you can pick them up. They'll get you 15 points a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, did you guys want to touch on – we can do comeback player of the year if you have a thought on that one. Mm. Obviously, last year it was between Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott. Joe Burrow edged him out. Obviously, he had a way more successful uh, playoff run, which uh, kind of helped in that. And game, also, but. like, died the year before and yeah came I mean, back. They both had pretty bad injuries uh, last year. Yeah, but Joe Burrow, like, didn't have a reputation in the NFL prior to that. So That's very true. So to be honest, the fact that Joe Burrow didn't have the same thing happen to him this year is amazing because he got sacked by the most of any quarterback in the 70 league. 70 times or something stupid? I'm going receiver again. Jerry Judy. For comeback player of the year? Yeah, he didn't have a touchdown last year and only had like three or 400 yards receiving. I think he goes close to 1,000 this year with Russ at the helm. Hmm. I think this decision is pretty simple for me. This yeah. guy hasn't played in two years, and he's got a lot to prove. Michael Thomas. I think he's about to say like Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't really count, does no. it? No. Um, no, th- this is completely different between you two. This is between two guys, and one, I don't think it's going to count. I'd like to pick Derrick Henry, but he also technically came back in the playoffs. I don't think he deserves a comeback player of the world. He's um, – It already happened to him. Yeah, he, I mean, he was leading – you know, he was out for like yeah. three or four games and was still leading yeah, rushing exactly. stats. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Give him I'll a like solid it. season. Obviously, number two seed in the AFC in my playoff predictions, and uh, 
they were eight and three before he got hurt, and they fell off a fell off a truck to finish that season. They were the number one seed in the AFC, and I think a lot of people forget that in the hype of the Bengals taking over that AFC North division. Yeah, but you get you get Lamar Jackson to win uh, some games this year for you, and I think he'll have the comeback player of the year award wrapped up. Um, did you want to make a prediction for Walter Payton man of the year? No, nah, well, I'm. Good. <laughs> I was just joking about that. We'll take that. Well. I think that'll about do it for us. Uh, we'll see how these predictions pan out next year when we get back in August. And uh, obviously draft night's tomorrow, so that can kind of make or break some of these predictions already with the rookie of the years or some team's outlooks or maybe a team, you know, will merge from the draft looking a lot better than they're into the draft looking. And uh, that's definitely possible. We see that all the time. So we'll see how that pans out tomorrow and the days after. But, uh, yeah, not enough time to talk about NASCAR and F1, Liam. Okay. But uh, we'll make I'll make some posts over the off season, and uh, we obviously get a ton of racing over the summer, yeah. and then we'll pick up right where we left off in August with uh, the playoffs and uh, F1 kind of coming down to the wire right before. Not playoffs won't be started by August, but you know they'll be getting close to yeah to filing out those last. Yeah, teams. we'll be like within a race or two. So yeah, but Hayden, I uh, appreciate you continuing to have us here. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. And uh, my my Chase Elliott prediction is by the time we come back, three wins. Probably a pretty substantial point lead. Yeah. And uh, he'll be pushing P. Does he win the the series? Uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Because we'll still have yeah. the whole playoffs. To yeah, we'll through. have we'll have like 10 or 11 races left uh, when we okay. get back. Yeah. yeah. If I had to make a bold prediction for F1 as my forte, I mean, I kind of already made it earlier in the year, but and I'll stick by it by the summer break, which is about the time we get back to school. That's George Russell will lead, lead Lewis Hamilton in points, which I think oh. is looking phenomenal. Yeah, right you're good now. on that. After I made yeah. that. I think I made that like week one. Of the of, or like the first race or after Bahrain and it's looking pretty good. So. Red Bull comebacks look like it's gonna might gonna happen too. Hayden, be wary of. We that. have a, Leclerc's a thirty point lead, but is uh, that mistake cost us seven points? Yes, so, valuable. It's very valuable. But geez, I'm just just give me something, man. Just give me some. I want a couple of Leclerc wins. A you title. already got a couple. Okay, a handful, a half a dozen. <laughs> there you go. Give me at least eight, right? It's a twenty-three race calendar. Give me at least eight. Red Bull could take off and win the whole thing, but give, just give me, give me a, give me a Monza win, and I'll be happy. Okay. Give me a Monza win. Give me a Miami win in two weeks. No. Or a week and a half. My, you want, you want the M's. You want Miami, Monza, Monza. Monaco. Yes, I forgot about Monaco. Yes. That's, if he finishes, God forbid. Finishes. Hey man, I he'll win. He'll win Monaco Chris, this, this year. Chris Charles Leclerc, my favorite driver. I've liked for three years now. Ever since I started following the sport, love the guy. He's a great person, and so I've kind of grown up a fan with him now. He's from. He's literally from Monaco, which I think is probably the greatest place to be known to be born from. It's I like, feel like it's like it's the Las Vegas of the world. Yeah, pretty much. It's, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. It's small. I, it's like Lander plus a little bit more ground, and that makes <laughs> up the whole country of Monaco. Yeah, it's tiny. So, like, to be born there, I mean, racing drivers just go and move there, but he's born there. So, it's mm-hmm. his home race in Monaco. He's racing F1 for four years now, and including his junior series races, he's never finished the home race. He's really? never finished. And he's been in a decent car, like, two of those years at least. Last year, he should have, he, he got pole, crashed in qualifying, and then couldn't race. Oh. So, I want him to finish, but. Damn, give me a victory. That would be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, Miami, Monaco, and Monza, which is the Italian race, which Ferrari's Italian, Chris, for your info. Um, mm-hmm. Geez, that would be awesome. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go for the triple ends, Liam, and uh, hope Chase just start, wins at least a race until we get back. But he'll probably lead the points even if he doesn't win because he's just Mr. Consistency right now. He pulled away this week, and, you know, that was just from consistently running good. So, Bobo top playoffs? Bubba's 22nd in points right now. 20 All it takes second. is one victory. No. Nah, takes one win. He's ahead of Denny Hamlin in points, but... Did he pass him? 
Huh? No, Denny Hamlin started off bad. He just mm. won Richmond, and so he's in the playoffs, but he shouldn't be. Yeah, he's, he's 24th in points. It's still a weird format where if you get a win, you can make it. Where that's, well, I mean, that's the only yeah. guy you get like Michael McDowell last year exactly. making the playoffs. It's just happened he, he got a frequent four total. or five times since this playoff format's been around. It happens, but... Uh, yep. Well, it's been great with y'all this semester. We'll yes, obviously sir. pick it up next year. It's been great having y'all the last, I guess, year and a half it's been now, right? Yeah, I thought it's we've been done We've done just over half the episodes. Yeah. I think this is like 73 or two or something like that. And we've been, I think this is probably about our 40th. Yeah. So, so yeah. Nice. We'll hit, I mean, we're, we're going to hit 100 episodes next year. Oh, yeah. Yep. We'll be the first show, I believe, ever on XLR Radio to hit 100 episodes. Longest running show, I think. Not the longest on the station, but we're probably right there now. Yeah. With all the seniors leaving, we're the longest-running show on the station currently. Yeah. So, cool. obviously, the wall of signatures here at our station has grown significantly, if you've noticed, yeah. since the last week of all our seniors leaving. So, we're the seniors now. So, I'll see if I can get – I mean, y'all guys, you're not technically the host, but uh, your co-host, so I'll get y'all to sign the wall, too. I think I can I, mean, I can muster that one up a little bit Yeah, if you feel like you deserve it. <laughs> I do. We I feel like it. I feel like we should. You've, you've been on the show longer than a lot of these people have who have recently signed. So yeah. I'll give you all credit and we can get your, your name up there. And there's a nice little spot right there in the light by uh, right above uh, it's Moe's show from 2017. Sick. So uh, I'm hoping that stays clean for us. We can get a nice off the bench logo up there. But, yes, sir. All right. One more year to go. So thanks for y'all having on, staying on. And uh, obviously we'll keep in touch on the show. Guys, follow us on social media at off the bench XLR to keep in touch with the show over the summer months and back when and learn when we start off the show in the fall next semester. So stay tuned for that. Remember to follow us on our podcasting network um, off the bench on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen. Again, that is off the bench on all major podcasting platforms. Signing off for season three, stay tuned for season four. And again, follow us for info. Remember to stay in the game and off the bench and have a good night.